Welcome back to the quickest podcast ever, brought to you by Kohl's. Today's topic, Father's Day. Yep, just got 25% off some champion t-shirts at Kohl's. My dad's all about staying active. Sounds terrific. <laughs> Was that a dad joke? I felt fitting. Like the yard games I got from my husband. They were 50% off and I got Kohl's cash. It's the best feeling, isn't it? What, the deals or the Kohl's cash? Or getting it in less than an hour with free store pickup. Well, all the above. Select styles. Sale ends June 20th. Coupons do not apply to champions. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Welcome back to the Dinger Discussions Podcast. My name is Matthew Guir, and I thank you for listening today. Like I said, this is the Dinger Discussions Podcast, your go-to stop for all things MLB analysis, rumors, storylines, and everything else in between. Before we keep going with our division preview slash predictions, I do want to plug the Instagram, the Twitter, the TikTok, the YouTube, all at Dinger Discussions. Make sure to follow slash subscribe depending on the platform. And also check out www.dingerdiscussions.com. You know, we have all the links to the um, to the socials there. You're also going to find some bios about uh, myself and also my partner Dante if you want to get to know us a little bit better because, you know, throughout uh, listening and stuff, Dante's going to get on the pod very, very soon. We're just figuring some things out. But throughout listening, you know, you'll get to know us. But in case you want a little bit of background, we're both going to have bios in there as well. And then we're also going to be including some little quick reads. There's going to be, a, um, you know, a little tab you can hit if you want some, uh, like, three to four, possibly five paragraph little uh, articles about the daily happenings in Major League Baseball. Um, those are going to be fun, and we're going to start rolling those out um, the beginning of next week. Uh, recording this on the Friday, so beginning of next week by Monday, we'll definitely be rolling some of them out. So, um, without further ado, let's get on into this. We are doing the AL Central preview slash predictions prior to the MLB season starting. Um, you know, very excited for the season to start, like I've said in my last episodes. And, you know, I mean, let's get right on into this. So we're going to keep the same format. We're going to go from my fifth-ranked team all the way up through who I believe will win the division. We're going to be going through the lineups, um, the rotation, and then one to three, depending on the team, bullpen guys. I marked a couple more notable dudes down if they had one or more uh, guys in the bullpen that are, you know, not that... Um, people aren't worth mentioning, but you know what I mean. Like certain teams, you don't want to spend 20 minutes talking about their bullpen. So getting right into it with the number five team in the AL Central, I have the Detroit Tigers. Now, Tigers fans, you probably could have expected this, you know, no offense, all other MLB uh, team fans, you also could, you know, expect this from this division. That's no knock on the Tigers, though. It's just the strength of this division. You know, it d- displays the uh, just the prowess of this division in general. There's a lot of young guys in this division that, that, that really can hit. There's a lot of guys that really can pitch, obviously, and, you know, um, just better teams. Again, like I said with the Orioles in my last episode, which was the AL East breakdown, right? Um, on the right path, definitely on the right path. I like what they're doing. It's just, you know, out on the field, it really isn't there yet. You know, I'll get into some names when uh, I start going through the lineup, but, you know, you're definitely moving in the correct direction. So, starting off with their lineup, you have Robbie Grossman hitting at the top of that lineup, playing left field, coming over from Oakland last year, Jonathan Scope, a nice vet piece. He's going to be in the two-hole, playing second base, Miggy Cabrera, 
one of my favorite players. Um, in a three-hole hitting DH now. Heimer Candelario had a great year for them last year. He'll be hitting cleanup, playing third. Renato Nunez playing first base for them. He's going to be hitting fifth. Willie Castro at short in the sixth hole. Wilson Ramos in the seventh hole behind the dish. Noma Mazzara in right field in the eighth hole. And then rounding everything out in the nine hole, Kobe Jones will be patrolling center field. Now, this team, again, I like what they're doing technically, you know, not necessarily from this lineup. But they have those uh, those vet guys that are going to go out there. They're going to play uh, pretty consistently. And, you know, they're going to get you through that full 162-game season um, while you wait for your younger dudes to kind of develop and everything. And I think the guy that the Tigers, obviously, and rightfully so, right, are, mo- are most excited about would be Spencer Torkelson, the number one pick in last year's MLB draft. Um He's probably two years away. I'm assuming. I don't think. I don't think they're gonna. <clears throat> excuse me. I don't think they're gonna rush him. But at the, at the same time, they can't wait forever for him to come up. And then, also watching some spring training highlights. I mean, he was hitting major league pitching uh, pretty decently. So definitely be on the lookout for him in a couple years. Um, and yeah, I don't really have the in on the Tigers. Um, so that's just you know. On paper, that's just my opinion on them. And then real quick, getting into the pitching, uh, their starters go as follows. Spencer Turnbull, Matthew Boyd, who I can't get a read on at all. Sometimes he's really good. Sometimes it's like, why are you in the majors? And that's kind of how that goes. Uh, Jose Urania, Michael Fulmer, Daniel Norris, and then the young guy, Casey Mize, looking to figure it out. Came up last year. Um, one of the younger pitchers, you know, that everyone has had their eye on for a while. He looked decent, wasn't great. 60-game season, kind of strange. So I would chalk it up to that and leave it alone, basically. Um, so definitely look for him to bounce back. They have him, li- MLB.com, I mean, has him listed as their sixth starter. Injuries happen, or, you know, he starts pitching well, then um, any one of these guys... Uh, hitting better, sorry, than any one of these guys, which is absolutely 100% a real possibility. You could see him get into that rotation full-time. And then also closing their uh, bullpen out, they they have Brian Garcia as their closer. Just thought I should mention that as well. So that's the Detroit Tigers. Again, they're not necessarily going to make a lot of noise in the division, but they are absolutely headed in the right direction. Um, Youth in the farm system, they had a very, very good farm farm system, and they're just going to keep, you know, chugging along, keep developing those guys, and then you just wait, you know, a couple years down the road, and um, they'll be back um, to competing for that division. So my fourth team in this division is the Kansas City Royals. The Royals this year have a sneaky, really good lineup, on paper, that is, right? I really do enjoy thinking about um, how, how they can play this season now I think they're gonna put up a good amount of runs they have a lot of guys on the team who are very underrated um some yet to like piece it together fully but when they're on you're like all right this dude's a major league ball player he can really he can go out there and hit and I mean others are already established guys that just don't get the recognition they deserve because you know they play for the Royals and they're not necessarily a team that's uh on the forefront of uh everyone's thoughts when uh, you think major league baseball so going through um 
their lineup real quick. At the top of their lineup leading off, you have Whit Merrifield, who is now going to be playing right field, who listening to many, many, many different podcasts, different interviews, reading articles, a lot of pitchers right in the game now describe him as one of the one of the toughest outs in baseball. He's just a guy. He'll get to anything. He's very um, consistent in his swing. He doesn't strike out too much. Um, and then, you know, other than hitting, he runs really well. He plays defense well. He was a second baseman, I believe. And now that he's uh, moved to right field, just because that's what they need, um, he's just very versatile. But versatility isn't necessarily the name of his game. The name of his game is just being a very, very good ball player. It's cliche, but it's just the way it is. I'm a big Whit Merrifield fan. I, v- I very much enjoy watching him play. Um, and the two-hole, right, for them playing left field, the newly acquired Andrew Benatendi from the Boston Red Sox, Salvador Perez coming uh, back for... Oh, boy, I'm stupid. I actually don't have the deal in front of me, but he signed... Um, a deal um, Monday, I believe it was, Monday, Tuesday, something like that. Um, it would have been the 21st or 22nd. He actually, some people believe, oh, got overpaid, but I do think that if you take the first part of his career and balance it out with this, you know, contract-wise, he was correctly um he was correctly paid simply because the first like six or seven years with the Royals, he was so underpaid. So I do, you know, we always get on uh, owners and things for being cheap and trying to drive prices down, which I understand it's a business, but I do appreciate that the Royals were kind of like, all right, you know, you played for us um, on a very cheap deal, you know, bringing that world, helping to bring that world series to Kansas city in 2015. So, we're going to reward you with this. Some people definitely would say um, overpaid simply because of the player he is and the money he commanded now. But I do think that is just kind of been, it's not necessarily what he would have gotten if he would have hit free agency. It's more of the Royals being like, you know what, dude, thank you. We underpaid you so in in the past, so here's your money now. We, we appreciate what you've done. And I, I really do appreciate that. Um, so that's Salvador Pellet. Perez, and when I say underpaid, I don't mean he's a bad ball player because I believe he won the Silver Slugger last year, multiple uh, gold, um, gold gloves behind the dish. He's he's a very good player too. I mean, I don't want to like undermine Salvi Perez. I do think he's a very good player. It's just that you know at this time I believe he's getting like an AAV of like twenty twenty one mil. So I mean, for him that was not going to be what he was going to get and if he were to hit free agency. So I just want to clear that up. So in the four hole for them, right, Carlos Santana playing first base, coming over from Cleveland. Um, switch hitter, a good vet player. When he was on the Phillies in 2018, I believe it was. Um, 2018, 2019. I feel bad that I don't remember. But he, I, I did enjoy him being on the team. He, You know, we had a lot of younger dudes on the team. Uh, he's a good vet presence, which is what this team needs. Now that they're, you know, they're not at the top of the division yet, but they're rising. They got a lot of young guys, uh, and you need someone in the clubhouse to kind of show them, be like, all right, this is how a major league ball player acts, and you know that kind of thing. And also, I mean, he's an on-base machine, pretty much. He walks a ton. Uh, he waits for his pitch. Um, good power bat. All those things. You know about Carlos Santana. If you pay attention to baseball, I guarantee you know who Carlos Santana is. You know what he's about. Um, so that's that. If you move on to the five hole, Jorge Soler going to be uh, DHing for them. Um, you know, 
I wouldn't be surprised if he hit 40 this year, homers. Um, he strikes out a lot, but that's kind of just the meta with these guys. They're going to swing hard, and they're going to swing big. And if they hit it, great. It's going to go a long way. But if they don't, they're going to look very silly doing it. So that's, you know, that's his meta. Not going to be in the field. He's there for the bat, and he's there to drive the ball and hit it out the yard, basically. That's, that's Jorge Soler's game. Um, in the sixth spot, you have Alderberto. Alderberto Mondesi playing shortstop. One of the fastest players in Major League Baseball, however, strikes out a good bit. So, I mean, the, the speed is kind of negated by the fact that you're not getting on base. So, what's the point of having speed if you can't use it in the field, right? On the bases, I mean. So, you know, you're looking to um, tone down those strikeouts. I mean, if he didn't strike out a lot, right? So, he had that speed and then, like, he was more of an on-base guy, kind of like a slappy hitter. Um, just kind of go out and get the bat head on it and poke it out to right the uh, opposite way kind of thing. Could use a switch header, so it could be right and left. He'd be great leadoff for them, like very, very good. Not to win Merrifield's a slouch, but you know. So that's uh, Alderberto Mondesi. In the seventh spot, you have Hunter Dozier. Another, um, he's he's pretty good at the plate. Um, didn't really hear much from him last year. He's decent with the glove over at third base. You know, Michael Franco going over the Orioles to the Orioles. He was their third baseman last year. I didn't mention that in my uh, Orioles breakdown. I guess I just completely missed that he was over there now. So Hunter Dozier is going to be playing third in the seventh spot. Michael A. Taylor is going to be their center fielder. Not much to say there. And then Nicky Lopez is going to round it out in the nine hole playing second base. Kind of just filling that position for right now. Um, they also have Bobby Witt Jr., down um in the minors he slapped the ball this uh this past spring uh, well, i mean technically it's still going on but it's you know definitely coming to a close obviously with opening day uh, right around the corner but um so definitely look for him to get that middle infield job either at second or short probably shortstop so you know look out for that um and then moving on to their pitching uh their rotation goes brad keller mike minor coming back danny duffy brady singer Chris Bubeck and their closer is Greg Holland. Again, Royals, I mean, the lineup I like a lot. The pitching, not necessarily going to keep him in a ton of games, so that's kind of where you're at with them. Um, yeah, I mean, and that's that's basically Kansas City in a nutshell. I mean, I really do like the lineup, but at the end of the day, you're not really going to be competing for that division simply because of who you're, you, who you're going to have to be uh, competing against. So, moving up to our third, to my third team in the AL Central, I have the Cleveland Indians. Now, the Indians are one of the more frustrating franchises in baseball, and to be a fan of that team, I imagine, would kind of be like a roller coaster ride, because you're riding high sometimes, and other days you're so down in the dumps, it's like, well, what, what are we what are we doing? What's the direction of this franchise? Are we trying to win? Are we trying to tank and get picks? Are we trying to to get players back and develop so then we can bring up the young core, but then you trade those players away after you develop them and you don't actually use them for yourself most of the time? And it's very confusing, and and that's basically where I'm at with the, with the Indians. So real quick, going through their lineup, you have Cesar Hernandez at the top of that lineup. He's another good on-base guy. He's going to be playing second base for them. J-Ram, Jose Ramirez in the two-hole playing third base. We know what Jose Ramirez is. I don't have to talk in detail about him. Um, you, you know who J-Ram is. Eddie Rosario playing left in the three-hole. Fran Mel Reyes at DH in the four-hole. Josh Naylor in right. 
in the five spot. Bobby Bradley at first base. Andre Jimenez, Andres Jimenez, sorry, at shortstop coming over in that Lindor deal. Um, Roberto Perez in center. I mean, Roberto Perez in center. Roberto Perez behind the dish and Oscar Mercado in center field rounding it out in the ninth spot. So, overall, the lineup definitely... You know, I mean, it, it leaves you wanting a little bit more. Obviously, trading away for Cisco Lindor is going to do that to a lineup. You don't have that presence anymore. They still do have um, Jose Ramirez. However, you know, it's not... I mean, that, that one-two punch was one of the best in baseball. And now, you know, he's obviously playing for the Mets. So, it's very confusing. I don't necessarily um, know... In, again, in what direction the Cleveland Indians are heading because I, I can't tell if you're okay with being kind of middle of the pack, if you're trying to trade guys away and get picks and then, you know, go out and take these prospects and develop them. If you want to already get established prospects, continue to develop them because their farm system is very good, which is evident when we'll get into the pitching aspects of this um, for them, right? So it's kind of confusing, not sure if you're trying to compete, because if so, you have a shot, because yeah, when we get into it, you'll see they definitely have the pitching to go out and do it, it's just kind of like, well, where are we with the lineup, because you'd like to see a little bit more there. So getting into the Indians rotation, it starts off with the reigning, defending, AL Cy Young winner, Shane Bieber, hashtag not Justin, um... He's nasty, absolutely gross. Uh, Zach Plesac, a young guy, very, very good. Season, he lost a couple starts last year because of the COVID stuff with him and Clev. He ended up getting suspended by the team, I think. I don't remember if it was the league or the team, but I'm pretty sure he missed games because of it and, you know, disciplinary action. Uh, the third guy's Aaron Savali, Tristan McKenzie, I really, really, really like. Fastball's gross. Uh, and Cal Quantrill, and then their... Um, Closes James Karinchek. was really good in the regular season. Faded off in the postseason. Gave up some um, some hits to the Yankees. You know, I mean, who isn't going to do that? But at the same time, not not the best outings, right? So definitely look for him to have that chip on his shoulder. He's got that kind of mentality when he's pitching. He's definitely like, I am going to blow this by you and you're not going to hit it because I'm going to blow it by you and there's nothing you can do about it because I'm going to blow this by you. Peep the voice crack. Um, and James Karinczak, definitely look for him to come out with that. I screwed up last year, but it's not going to ever happen again, so you all can screw off. And that's basically his attitude, and I absolutely am all here for it. So, I mean, going off that rotation, plus Karen Track, right? He's another young guy who came up last year, I think. Last year or the year before, but last year's when he broke out. I'm sorry if I don't, I don't know that. But going off that rotation, you're like, damn, it's a really good rotation. These are some really good pitchers. How is that possible? And then I'd be like, well, actually, they, they had Trevor Bauer. And you're like, well, what happened? And you're like, and I'm like, they traded him. And they're like, why would you trade such a good player? And then I'd be like, I don't know. Ask Clevenger. Ask Lindor. You know? It's very strange because if these guys were all still around, um, you're looking at the division favorites, possibly even American League favorites, in my opinion. I think you know you build around those guys and in, in the lineup the rotation's already set because if you think about that I mean it's wild um so again Indians fans I know you're tired 
of hearing about it, right? Um, everyone's on about it. They said it when Bauer got moved. They said it when Clev got moved to the Padres. They said it when Lind- they especially said it when Lindor got moved to the Mets. It's just like Indians, dude. Like, what are you? The front office. What are you doing? Because they develop talent so well. So you think, right? And like in your head, it makes sense, at least to me, that like mixing the ability to to develop these guys with the all right, let's go out and get two or three or four, not like super top tier because we're not the Dodgers over here because like we can't just blow all this money. But let's go out and get like two guys who are pretty pretty good. One guy that's like great, and then another dude that's like serviceable, like lineup wise. And then you have what, like a couple more at the bottom of the lineup that are gonna go out there and do their job. And then the pitching is ridiculous. They develop pitching like in their sleep. They do with their freaking eyes closed, not even paying attention to it. And they're like, oh, there's a Cy Young winner. Oh, Trevor Bauer, he just team we just traded him to. He just won the Cy Young. Clev's nasty, like. Uh, Corey Kluber didn't even mention him in 2017 he won the Cy Young 2017 2018 don't remember off the top of my head but one of those years he won the Cy Young award and it's just like this team breeds pitchers it seems like and it's just if you could just keep that rotation together for like four years it, you know it, it's it's frustrating talking about it and I don't have an affiliation with Cleveland's whatsoever so Ultimately, that's my breakdown on the Indians. I think third in the division is right for them. I think their pitching is going to win them a lot of games. Their lineup, you know, it's not a bunch of bums, but at the same time, it's not absolutely fantastic. So, I mean, they're going to get out hit in games. Um, That's just kind of the way it goes. Every single pitcher isn't going to be locked in every single game. So you're definitely going to get hit around once in a while. And I don't know if the lineup's necessarily going to be able to respond to that. So... Plus, the, t- the two teams at the top of this division, I don't think Cleveland has a shot of, uh, of passing them up. So speaking of the two top teams, this might come as a shock, might not. I kind of hinted at it when I talked about the Yankees, when I, who I said my, who were my favorites in the whole American League. I did then mention who my second favorite in the American League was. So judging by that, right... We're going to use context clues, and we're going to move on to my second favorite team in this division. Took a long way to get there, kind of a backwards way, but they are the Minnesota Twins. Now, I don't have them at the top of my rotation, uh, at the top of my uh, division. You can make a very solid case that they should be. You can make a very solid case that they are better than Chicago. And quite honestly, there's a very solid shot that you're right. I mean, there's a very, very good chance you're right. Just to me, I don't know. I mean, they're not, um, like, pitching-wise, I don't love it. The lineup's going to hit. 2019, they set the um, MLB record for most uh, home runs hit by a ball club, which is ridiculous. Um, Obviously, you know, juice baseball year. Maybe, maybe not. Definitely. Um, But, yeah, I just... I, I can't put them above Chicago. I, I don't know why, but Chicago, it's probably a hype thing. And maybe in a couple months, I'll be like, I don't know what I was thinking. But for now, I'm sticking to my guns. So going through the Minnesota Twins lineup, 
leading off, you have Max Kepler, one of the more underrated players in the league. He'll be playing right field. You got JD, the bringer of rain, Josh Donaldson, playing third base, batting second. Jorge Polanco, playing second, batting third. That's kind of funny there. Um, the ageless wonder, Nelson Cruz, playing DH. Um, he'll be in the four spot for them. Miguel Sano, now at first base, in the five spot. Luis Arias, Arias, sorry. Uh, he'll be in left. Also marked down there, Alex Kirilov will probably get some playing time. He's going to make the roster. He'll probably get some time. Um, be on the lookout for him. Young kid, very pretty swing. A lot of pop on his bat, you know. You know, I mean, all, all the same stuff for all these young guys. Everyone's very, you know, a lot of these guys I've been talking about, they're all very talented, you know, the young guys coming up. Uh, Mitch Garver is in the uh, seventh spot. He's going to be behind the dish. They brought in Angelton Simmons to play short for them. He'll be in the eight hole. And then Byron Buxton will be batting ninth in center field. I think Byron Buxton, if he puts it together completely for a 162 full game season and not just like a stretch where he gets hot and cold, I think he is the closest in the league to a five tool player besides like someone like a Ronald Acuna, right? Um, you know, defense-wise, he's very good. Cannon of an arm, super, super, super quick. Plays the outfoot very well. He's got a bit of pop on his bat. You just want to see him put it together for the, the whole year. He can hit to all fields, you know, all that cliche stuff. But I do, I, I really like Byron Buxton. And then if you rely on him to flip that lineup over, he gets on base for Max Kepler, Donaldson, Polanco, Cruz, Sano. I mean, those are some boppers in there. So... I really like what Minnesota's doing lineup-wise. They've made the playoffs the last, like, four years or something like that, I believe. Um, it's just, you know, I'm not going to talk about it too much, but it's just, you know, they want to make it past that first round. That's not, like, a dig or anything. It's just kind of like, all right, well, we've proven we can get here consistently. We just got to take that next step to, uh, to, to win those playoff games. So... Getting into the pitching real quick, we have Kenta Maeda, who was very good last year. Jose Barrios, who is consistent. Um, you know, he's on. He's like a B plus, fringe A minus guy for me right now. I'm looking for him to completely break out. I think he's great. I just want him to show everyone else. Michael Pineda, Jay Happ coming over from the Yankees, Matt Shoemaker coming over for Toronto, and then there. Bullpen consists of guys like Taylor Rogers, Danny Duffy, and Alex Colome coming over from the Chicago White Sox. Um, so yeah, man, ultimately, I said I didn't necessarily love the pitching. After Maeda and Barrios, it's kind of like you don't necessarily know what you're going to get. So it's still kind of where I'm at. I just I don't love it compared to Chicago and... They're definitely going to win like 88 to like 93 somewhere in their games. I think the division got a bit tougher this year. I don't think they win as many against Kansas City than they normally will. I think, you know, the Indians are a tough play depending on who you draw um, pitching wise. And, you know, obviously Chicago, the White Sox, right? So, yeah, that's that's where I'm at with, with, with the with the, the Twins. So now moving on to my number one team in this division the team i predict to win this division i alluded to it i literally said the team name like six times i have the chicago white Sox up here now i'm probably buying into the hype because 
you know, we haven't seen this team again go that 162, and I know I said I wasn't going to hold the 60-game season against anybody, and it's not like I don't think they can, it's more of a I'm skeptical because they haven't yet. And, you know, again, I, I love the lineup, I really do, a lot of young talent, a lot of fiery talent here, I, I love the personality, it's great, pitching's pretty great, um, and yeah, Tony Larusa coming back, he's gonna shape these kids up, he's like a thousand years old probably, so I think that dynamic's gonna be great, I hated the whole, how is Tony Larusa gonna manage this and... You got all these young dudes here who just like to have fun, and then you got this old, you know, all oh, the set rules of baseball, the unwritten rules guy coming in and being like, listen, they, I don't care what you are, how old you are, what race you are, what language you speak, what culture you're from. The bottom, the bottom line is all these guys speak the same language, and it's baseball, and they're going to be able to relate with that, right? So I think they're going to be just fine. I like the signing. I wasn't expecting the signing. When I saw it, I was like, really? But I do enjoy the signing. I, And yeah, I just really think that this team is going to be very good. So backing my point up, let's get right into the lineup. So leading off for them, T.A., Tim Anderson, one of the more fiery players in baseball. Let the kids play himself. He's going to be picking it over at shortstop. In the two-hole, Yoan Mankata, third base, underrated guy, didn't have the best year last year, looking to bounce back. Yasmani Grandal, one of the better catchers in the league. He's probably two or three on my list. Um, he'll be behind the dish, playing uh, in the three-hole. Jose Abreu, the reigning MVP, will be coming back for his, um, I guess, to defend his crown. I kind of lost the words there, but, you know. He, he hit a lot of homers last year. <laughs> that's, you know, that's Jose Abreu. Um, first base uh, for them, Eloy Jimenez. I did have penciled in here in the five spot. However, I wrote these notes and it took two days and came to record this. But in that span of time that I didn't record, he actually did get hurt. I believe it was an oblique strain. And Passon, you know, Jim Passon's Twitter was blowing up and it said five to six months which sucks um so he'll probably dh for them and then you're gonna end up having um and so like if he were to play you'd he dh for them but since he won't be i think that opens up that spot for andrew vaughn their bopper that they got um, waiting in the wings, he's gonna make the lineup, didn't know, I mean, he's gonna make the team, didn't know if he'd be in the everyday lineup, but now I think he will be, um, so we hate to see these injuries, obviously, I don't, you don't want to see anyone get injured, it sucks, especially young dudes like that are looking to, uh, to get those numbers up, because they gotta go into ARB eventually, and then they gotta get paid based on those numbers, so you hate to see that, but at the same time, it does open a spot for another young guy who I think is going to fill that role nicely. So, I mean, you know, it sucks. But at the same time, Andrew Vaughn's going to come in. He's going to fill that spot nicely. So, he'll they'll, he'll be in the five hole. Uh, Luis Robert in the six spot uh, playing center field. Again, uh, just another one of these guys who are like, where are you finding all these players that can hit, run, you know, hit for power, play defense, um, contact, go all sides. Uh, 
what's it called? Off the good off fields. So it's it's crazy. Luis Robert, watch out again for him. Obviously he's on your radar, but just you know one of the again another fun player in baseball. Um, Adam Eaton coming back to the White Sox after being with the Nationals. He'll be in the seventh spot playing right field. Nick Magical, one of the best contact hitters in the game. He'll be playing second base um, in the eighth spot, and then Adam Angle will be in left, rounding it out. Um, in the nine hole. So overall, the lineup's very good. I do think one through nine, you know, you don't necessarily get a free pass with anybody because everybody has their own strengths at the plate. There's not one guy in there who's in there for de- for like defense, like a Roberto Perez for uh, the Indians. Some, someone, not to call him out, but you know what I mean. Like there's not one guy who's in there strictly to play the field. So, you know, that's the White Sox lineup getting into their rotation they have lucas g elite oh see what i did there elite huh lucas g alito dallas keichel they got lance lynn brought him in dylan cease carlos rodone and then michael kopech as well um young dude waiting for him to break out he's you know his name's been out there for a while as a guy to look out for hopefully this is the year that happens and then they also brought the aussie right liam Hendricks. They brought him in. So if this lineup wasn't good enough, you get down by two or three after the eighth inning. You might as well head to the clubhouse now. And also, I forgot to mention Garrett Crochet because I just really like him. Um, So yeah, that is the White Sox. And they round out the AL Central previews and predictions. So I think I'm going to end it there. We're on a little over half an hour here. So if you made it through... To the end, I really do appreciate you. Um, so definitely make sure to share this with family and friends, any other baseball fans you might know. Um, again, I'm a peep. The Instagram, the Twitter, the YouTube, the TikTok, all at Dinger Discussions. Like, share, subscribe, yada, yada, yada. Follow um, www.dingerdiscussions.com. Check it out. Not much there yet. However, you still should check it out. And also make sure to be on the lookout for um, those quick reads. Um, They will be coming out shortly. And there's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of information packed into a little bit of, you know, just a small piece of writing there. So those are going to be, those those are going to be good. So I definitely thank you for checking me out again. I've been Matthew Guir. This is the Dinger Discussions Podcast. And I'll see you guys next time. Peace. Welcome back to the quickest podcast ever, brought to you by Kohl's. Today's topic, Father's Day. Yep, just got 25% off some champion t-shirts at Kohl's. My dad's all about staying active. Sounds terrific. <laughs> Was that a dad joke? I felt fitting. Like the yard games I got from my husband. They were 50% off and I got Kohl's cash. It's the best feeling, isn't it? What, the deals or the Kohl's cash? Or getting it in less than an hour with free store pickup. Well, all the above. Select styles. Sale ends June 20th. Coupons do not apply to champions. See store or kohls.com for details. Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air.